Welcome to the SG Engage podcast, where it's all social good all the time. Sit back and relax as the brightest minds from across the social good community engage with trends, big ideas, and best practices to help you drive impact. Today's episode features a session from BBCon 2020 Virtual about how to use and communicate your organization's financials to increase transparency, donations, and impact. In this session, Stephanie Skrzowski, founder and CEO of 100 Degrees Consulting, explains how to interpret basic financial statements and calculate key metrics, and then translate those into an interesting story. And if you'd like to get information on BBCon 2021, where there will be more great sessions like this one, just visit bbconference.com. Enjoy the episode. Hi, everybody. I'm Stephanie Skrzowski. I'm the founder and CEO of 100 Degrees Consulting. Um, but more importantly, I am a CFO, a chief financial officer, and I've spent over the last decade working with nonprofit organizations around the globe to help them better understand, use, and communicate their numbers to help them grow their organizations and their impact. So today we are talking about storytelling with financials, using those numbers to tell a better, more robust story about your organization. So let's dive right in. So your numbers story matters. Telling the story of your organization through your numbers is really important. Why? Why is using our numbers and sharing our numbers important? Well, it increases transparency, right? When we're sharing our numbers, we are a more transparent organization and that leads to greater ownership. So when people see and understand and know our numbers, they feel a greater sense of ownership for the success and the impact of our organization. And that leads to greater engagement. So for donors, they're going to stick around longer. They're going to give more. For your team, they're going to be more deeply engaged in the success of your organization. So talking about some of the benefits of financial transparency, like I just said, more engagement from your donors, your volunteers, your staff, your board, just more engagement all around. Increased contributions. So GuideStar published a study that showed that transparent organizations, those that were sharing more information about their programs, about their financials, received 53% more in contributions the following year after they were more transparent. So as these organizations are sharing more information about themselves and about their financials, they got more money, which leads to greater impact. So I think that is really a really, really important thing to note and a huge benefit of sharing your numbers in this way. And finally, improved donor relationships, right? When we are sharing our numbers, we're building trust with our donors and they're going to stick around for the long haul. So when we talk about sharing our numbers, who am I talking about sharing with? There's a few different groups of people. So thinking about sharing with your board, with your staff, and with your donors, your volunteers, the public. And we're going to share in different ways. So when we think about our board, we want to share, obviously, our financial statements, right? That's a good governance, best practice. We want to share our income statement and our balance sheet with our board. But also, what type of information is really important to our board? Can we distill that information in a way that our board members' eyes don't glaze over when they have this huge spreadsheet full of numbers that they're looking at? Like, how can we highlight and pull out the information that's important to them? Thinking about our staff, this is one area where I see a lot of organizations not sharing their numbers and not being transparent about their staff. 
um, with their staff and not because they're trying to hide anything, but more because they don't really know how to share this information in a way that's meaningful to their team. So thinking about, again, distilling that information down into dashboards with high level information that's really relevant to them. And finally, donors and the public. So obviously we have our Form 990, we have our audited financial statements, and there's not a whole lot that we can really do to, um, to manipulate those or to change those and share our story in, in any sort of way there. But we have our annual report, we have our email blast that we send to our email list. And those are opportunities to tell your story using your numbers. And I'm gonna show you later on how to do that. So when we think about the why, why are we sharing our numbers? Financial transparency increases engagement and contributions. Sharing our financials with our board, our staff, our donors, and our public, and making sure that we're sharing with each of those groups. And then thinking about how different stakeholders are going to get different types of information. So before we start telling our financial story, we need to have the foundation of financial management really solid at our organization. So we can't tell a good story using our numbers if our numbers themselves are not good, right? I think we've all heard garbage in, garbage out. We want to make sure we've got this foundation first. So when we think about the foundation, making sure that you've got a solid bookkeeping process, budgeting, and reporting. And all three of those elements build that strong foundation so you can tell a story with your numbers. So thinking about budgeting first, your budget is your roadmap. Your budget is your roadmap to achieving those revenue goals and making sure that your organization is sustainable and is going to be around for the long haul. So I just laid out here a couple of best practices and things to think about um, when you're creating your budget and kind of like check the boxes to make sure that your budget really um, checks all of these boxes so that you've got this element of your strong financial foundation. So first, making sure your budget aligns with your strategic plan. Does your budget include all of the resources that you're going to need to accomplish all the things on your strategic plan? Your budget is going to help you make decisions now on future activities. We map out our budget month by month so that we can see into the future and help plan future activities. Your budget is static. It does not change throughout the year. Your budget is done. It's completed. The board has approved it by the beginning of the fiscal year. I talked to a lot of organizations whose fiscal year starts in January. By April, we still don't have a budget. That is not going to help you as a tool in your uh, financial management. We want our budget entered into the accounting system so that we can easily report on it. And then we want to share that budget with the team. Remember what I said about being transparent with your financials, with your entire staff, so that they can take a sense of ownership. They can make sure that they are doing their part to stay within the budget and help grow the organization. So the second piece of the foundation of financial management is bookkeeping, making sure that we've got high quality data going into our accounting system so that we can tell a great story with our numbers. So making sure our bookkeeping is done timely by the 15th of the following month. We don't want to be looking at April financials if it's July, right? We want to stay on top of our numbers. We want to make sure our bookkeeping is all inclusive, meaning every single transaction for the month should be entered. None of this, you know, oh, well, I didn't get the credit card reconciliation from this staff member, so I'll just enter it next month. No, we want everything entered in the correct period. 
And finally, we want everything to be reconciled. So all of our bank accounts should match what's in QuickBooks and we've done our reconciliations to make sure everything is accurate. Only then when we've checked this bookkeeping box, can we start telling the story of our numbers? And finally, the last piece of the foundation of financial management is reporting. So making sure that we've got really insightful output, right? We've put the data in with our bookkeeping process, and now we are looking at reports on a monthly basis for real-time visibility, real-time decision-making power, and these reports should be reviewed by leadership and by the board. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about today. So I'm going to tell you what reports you want to be looking at on a monthly basis to tell the story of your numbers. So key insights here, making sure that we have a budget that aligns with our strategic plan, making sure we're closing the books quickly and accurately every single month so we have good data for those reports that we are also looking at on a monthly basis to have that real-time visibility and storytelling power of our organization. So let's do it. Let's tell your story. So I'm going to talk today about five different financial reports that you're going to review every single month. Now, the first four of these will come directly from your accounting software, no matter what accounting software you're using. Okay. It doesn't matter if you're using Financial Edge or QuickBooks or something else, you have these reports in your accounting software. So first, your comparative income statement your comparative balance sheet, your budget versus actual, a statement of functional expenses, and a cash flow forecast. So don't worry about taking notes. We're going to dive into each of these now. So your comparative income statement, um, I think we all know what an income statement is. We're probably looking at it on a monthly basis already. Sometimes it's called a P&L. Sometimes it's called a statement of activities or an income statement, all the same thing. The most important piece here, though, is to make sure that it's comparative. A lot of times I start working with organizations and ask for an income statement and they give it to me, but it's only looking at one period, not compared to another period. So we're looking at data in a vacuum that essentially means nothing, right? So here you can see that we're looking at Q2 2020 compared to Q2 2019. So some of the metrics that we're going to be looking at on the comparative income statement are, first of all, revenue diversity. So understanding how much of our revenue is coming from each source, right? So we don't want to put all of our eggs in one basket. And so this is essentially making sure that we're not doing that and getting all of our funding from one particular source. The second thing we're looking at when we're looking at our comparative income statement is revenue and expense growth. So seeing our variances from the prior period. So in this case, you can see our foundations and grants revenue was 341,000 in Q2 2020 compared to 2019, it was only 20,000. So it's increased you know, by 1500%. Then we're also looking at the third metric is the burn rate. So your burn rate is your average monthly expenses. And so this is something to understand really importantly internally. So how much money do we have going out the door every single month? We need to make sure we've got at least that amount coming in every single month as well. So in this case, we're just looking at our, our total expenses for the period, about 390000 So it's about, say, $130,000 a month um, because we're looking at a quarter right here. So about $130,000 a month is our burn rate. 
So I wanted to show you as well, and you'll see with each report that we go through, um, a couple examples of how to visualize this data. And I intentionally made this very simple. These were all created in Excel um, to show you how easy it is to visualize this data. So we can see right here, this is the pie chart showing how much revenue came from which sources and what percentage that makes up of our total revenue pie. You can also see here, I created this little revenue dashboard. So we can see we've got our budget for each category of revenue versus actuals, some variance percentages, and then some talking points here that show why. So this was created for a board because they were really focused on revenue during this period. So we can see, okay, where, where did we land compared to budget compared to last year and why? So the second report we're talking about today is our comparative balance sheet. Same thing here with the comparison. If without that comparison, I have no idea if $186,000 in the bank is good or bad. I need the comparison here to the prior period to see where we stand. So a couple metrics here to look at on the balance sheet are months of cash on hand. And this is my absolute favorite metric ever um, because it basically tells us how long could we operate at the same level if not another dollar came in the door? It's a cash reserve, right? And I think especially now, this is really important to understand what our cash reserve is. Um, the second metric is your time to collect receivables. So if you're an organization that has a lot of accounts receivable, maybe it's pledges, maybe it's earned income, maybe it's something else, but you've got money out there that people owe you in one way or another, understanding how long it takes you to bring that cash in the door is super important as a management tool, because there may be things you can do in your processes to bring that cash in the door quicker. The third metric we look at is your asset and liability growth. So again, including variance percentages here is super important. So we can see that, you know, from Q1 to Q2, our cash balance has decreased by 20%. Okay, why? Now we can ask that question and tell that story. Why? What's going on? And finally, the quick ratio. So the quick ratio is your ability to pay your debts. You're basically just taking assets divided by liabilities. And ideally, you've got at least enough assets to cover your liabilities. And again, that's sort of an internal um, management metric to be tracking. So here's another couple examples um, showing our asset growth, for example. With a little talking point here, we received the PPP loan in May, which increased our cash balance. Here's an example of a balance sheet dashboard. And this one kind of captures a lot of the metrics that I talked about. Our cash balance is enough to cover five months of expenses. It's grown 81% since last year. That's the variance. Our time to collect AR, accounts receivable, is 60 days. And then how can we work on our AR collection process to decrease this time? So you've kind of got all of this wrapped into one concise dashboard. So the third report that we're talking about is your budget versus actuals. And whenever I ask for a show of hands, how many people are looking at their budget versus actual on a monthly basis, pretty much everybody raises your hand, right? So you're looking at your actual revenue and expenses for the period compared to what you had budgeted for the period. And the most important thing we're looking at here is variances from the budget, right? This is a management tool to really check in and see how we're doing our performance 
versus our plan, right? And so we can see here, always including the amount that we're over or under our budget and that variance percentage. Sometimes, you know, QuickBooks, for example, will spit out your percentage of budget. So basically, in this case, for personnel expenses, we are over budget a little bit and have spent 104% of our budget. So this is a good, um, just a quick sort of sanity check to kind of go through and see, okay, what are, you know, what are our variance percentages? What's over 20% or under 20%? You can really easily check that here. The fourth report we're talking about today is our statement of functional expenses. And so this basically is an income statement, but it's broken out by admin, fundraising, and programs. So you have seen this report before on the 990. The 990 asks us to break out our information in this way. Your audited financials also include a statement of functional expenses. And so most accounting softwares will do this for you, provided that you have set up your accounting software to work the right way from the beginning. So we wanna make sure that we are coding all of our revenue, all of our expenses to admin, fundraising, or programs along the way so that we can really easily pull this report. So a couple of the metrics that we look at on here are our program admin and fundraising ratios, right? I'm going to the second one here. So our percentage of expenses dedicated to programs versus admin. And so we're really easily able to calculate that by looking at, for example, all right, our total expenses for programs were 261,000 divided by the total of 388,000, and we get our program ratio, our program percentage, right? So that's really important to understand. I'm going to talk about why in just a second. Um, the other thing to look at is your cost per program. So understanding your organizational costs for one like unit of programs. So think about who you serve. Are you serving, you know, children? Are you building schools? Are you serving patients? So taking your total program cost divided by that total number of units, and that gives you your direct cost per whatever your unit is, right? Your direct cost per student. And so that's something, that's a really interesting story to tell as well that donors love to see, right? They love to understand, okay, it costs, you know, $1,000 to support one student for the school year. So understanding what that unit cost is really helps you tell a more robust story. So let's talk for a second about program admin and fundraising ratios. So for better or for worse, um, there's sort of charity watchdog organizations out there like Charity Navigator and the Better Business Bureau. They do use metrics to, to really calculate and assess and rate nonprofit organizations. And so um, I like to include these percentages in here so you kind of understand where they're coming from. You know, we don't even have to get into the whole argument about nonprofit overhead and making sure we're investing enough into our organizations to be able to be effective. But I just wanted to show you um, these benchmarks. So Charity Navigator wants you to spend more than 85% of your expenses on programs, less than 10% on fundraising, and less than 15% on admin. Better Business Bureau says over 65% of expenses should be spent on programs. And so this is why understanding and knowing what your numbers are is so, so important. 
So here's a couple examples of how to visualize this data as well. Um, so this you can see we're comparing year over year, 2016, 17, and 18, and just showing what percentage of total make up programs, fundraising, and admin. And so another thing we could do here is add a little talking point that says, Okay, you can see here in 2017, a greater percentage of the total was spent on admin. Maybe we invested in a new, you know, finance and accounting system for the organization, and that's why we spent more in 2017 on admin. Okay, so the last, the fifth and final report we are talking about today is our cash flow forecast. So this report is a little bit tricky because it doesn't come directly from your accounting software. It's a little bit of a mix of both looking back, which is what we talked about today, as well as looking forward, looking into the future, having that forecast. So this is an Excel um, right now. And basically what we're doing is just understanding how much money we have in the bank at the end of every month going into the next month, then what is going in, coming out of the bank that next month, seeing our ending balance for the following month, and so on. And the most important piece is looking into the future, right? So we can see here, we have our July ending balance of 506,000. It's the beginning balance of August, understanding what's going in and coming out in the future to help you make decisions now. And so the story that this is telling is how many months of cash on hand do we have right now, but also how many are we going to have in the future? So the metric here, like I said, my favorite one, which is why I've mentioned it twice now, is months of cash on hand. And so we can see um, not only we've got about two months of cash on hand at the end of July, by the end of the year, we're going to have about four months of cash on hand. So again, this is a very important story to tell both internally and externally. As you're communicating to donors, sharing with them, hey, we are looking to build a three-month cash reserve at our organization. How can you help us, right? And showing your progression there, or hey, we're going to be at four months cash reserve by the end of December. Can you help us get to six months? And so having this data at your fingertips really allows you to tell that story about your organization. So our key insights when we're talking about telling our story and using those financial reports that I just talked about to share a more robust story about your organization are, first of all, understanding, knowing, and having these five financial reports that I talked about today. And remember, the first four will easily come from your accounting system. And the last one is something that I am going to help you out with. So stay tuned. The second one, um, the second insight from today is calculating these metrics, right? Now, remember, you don't have to calculate every single metric that I talked about today every single month. Really think through what is going to tell the most important and insightful story about my organization and choose that one. Run with that one. Maybe the months of cash on hand. You're really trying hard to build a cash reserve. So that's the one that you really want to focus on and tell that story. Figuring out number three, figuring out your audience for each metric. You don't need to tell every single donor that you have what your quick ratio is or what your budget versus actual was last month. So thinking about what are the appropriate metrics to tell which audience is really important as well. And finally, then actually sharing this information. I know one organization that sends out a great email to all of their list that shares a couple of these metrics um, and data points that really helps them be more transparent and again tells the story of the financial health of their organization and shares a way that their donors their supporters can help 
So in wrapping up, one of the things I really want you to take away from this is that telling your financial story to your stakeholders will build and grow trust, relationships, and maybe most importantly, contribution, right? This is something that we all want to grow our organization and grow our impact on the world. And so telling your financial story is another way to help you do that.